Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sin, and I am passionate about teaching people how to save time and manage their finances. So if you're ready for a shame-free, grace-filled money discussion, you've come to the right place. Today, we're going to talk about kids and money, teaching them how to manage money, teaching them what money is, and all of the things in between. But first... I want to talk to you about Policy Genius. Policy Genius helps you save money on your insurance by providing free quotes tailored for your needs from licensed agents to help you get the best coverage fast. And when I say insurance, I'm talking homeowners, renters, auto. How many times have you looked at your premium when it comes and think, I'm spending way too much money on this? But calling multiple insurance companies in a day takes up more time than you need. And so Policy Genius helps put everything together for you. It is an insurance marketplace, not an insurance company, meaning they may sell you a policy, but they are not the underwriter. So there's no shortage of companies out there offering insurance coverage, but a marketplace helps compare them all. And Policy Genius combines all of those marketplace experiences into one very easy tool. I used it just last week as I'm looking for a new homeowner's insurance policy. So check out Policy Genius. You can go to policygenius.com backslash Lydia4. That is policygenius.com backslash Lydia, L-Y-D-I-A, and the number four. Check them out. I'll leave them in the show notes and you can get a free quote today. Today we're talking about kids and money and I actually have a free downloadable ebook for you, workbook style, that will walk you through so many of these steps. But we are going to talk about teaching kids about money starting at age five by instilling good financial habits early. We can set our children up for a lifetime of financial success. So let's dive in. But remember, remember before we do any of this, that you are still probably learning yourself and that's good. You can pass on these good habits to your kids. We don't have to have all of the answers now. And two, here's a little caveat. You can teach your kids the best financial habits, but you are not in control once they leave your house. Everything may fly out the top of their head that's not your fault. You did what you could and you can rest in the knowledge that you did what you could. So a little background, I am a mom of four. I don't have teenagers yet, so we may briefly address some teen money topics, but my oldest son is only 11. So that is the extent of my parenting knowledge and I don't want you to think that I think I'm some sort of expert when I'm not. But my first tip is to introduce the concept of money when your kids are young, like around the age of five, start by explaining what money is and its purpose and show your, your children actual physical money, coins, bills, discuss their value, discuss their weight, discuss what they can be used for, make it fun, a fun interactive experience, maybe give them the opportunity to earn a little bit of money and then guide them through how to spend it. So number two, set up a savings jar. Give your kid um, like just a little mason jar, put a sticker on it that says savings and give them some opportunities to earn money. You can give them an allowance, but also 
just little ways around the house, like helping mama with the laundry, um, doing yard chores. I, I don't, I, okay. So this is how we do it. There are jobs you get paid for and jobs that you don't get paid for. Cleaning up your room is not a job that you get paid for. Cleaning off the table after we eat dinner and doing the dishes, those are not jobs that you get paid for because you are a part of the family. However, helping mama with the laundry, because you're doing laundry of people, you know, other people's laundry, you get paid for that. We have chickens. So helping with the yard work and the animal stuff, you get paid for that. So my kids get the opportunity to earn about $5 a week, but they have goals that they have to meet and jobs that they have to do. And then they fill out their little chart, like their time card, and they get paid at the end of the week. So having that little jar has helped them see that when you work, your money goes in the bank. If you save it, the jar fills up. We also play money games. So things like Monopoly, that is a great, if not very unrealistic tool though in teaching them how to budget. I may want to buy the entire boardwalk, but I don't want to go bankrupt in the process. So this is the amount of money that I have. This is how much I have to work with. And then coming up with creative ways to make that work. Another tip is really focusing on the difference between needs and wants. And this is something that, let's be honest, we as grown-ups can struggle with, right? But helping them distinguish between essential needs and discretionary wants is really important. When shopping, we talk about how we need milk for the week um, and we need cereal to have for breakfast, but we don't need the sugary cereal with all the colorful marshmallows in it. That's a want, and maybe that's something we can do with our fun money. Or we need to buy food to make everyone dinner, and you may want a Happy Meal, but that's not something that's a necessity. And so really teaching them the difference between the two, that we can have fun with our money, but if we have too much fun, we run out of funds. (laughs) And encourage them to set little goals so sometimes I'll sit down, I'll, my kids will ask to look at a Lego set off Amazon. They'll see how much it costs and they'll figure out how much they need to save up. And so we do save, give, spend. So they have money that they can spend, money that they can give. So to like our local food pantry and places like that and money that they can save for those big purchases that they want to make in the future, or maybe we're going on a trip and they want souvenirs, that sort of thing. Financial education is an ongoing process, and we have to be consistent, and implementing these things over and over and over can nurture those financial responsibility and that sense of empowerment in our children to make smart money choices the rest of their life. So it's not just about, you know, learning cute little fun things today. It's about teaching them skills that are going to last them the rest of their life. Empowering our young children and teens with financial knowledge sets them up for money management really forever. It's not just getting them to a certain point or getting them out of the house. It's laying a foundation because the whole point of parenting is to work ourselves out of a job that we did such a good job that our kids don't need us as much anymore, which is a sad thought when they're little. Um, It gets less sad the older they get, (laughs) trust me. But here are a few 
ways to kind of make these things stick is to make it tangible. Start with the physical money. There are some great debit card programs that your bank may have where you can set limits and turn the card on and off and have little miniature buckets for them. But when you're first starting out, having actual cash is helpful and make it fun. You can go to the bank and get $2 bills. My kids think that that is hilarious. That's something that my grandfather used to do when I was little is he would put one in our stocking every Christmas and he passed away in 2019 before my youngest child was born. And so I've kind of continued that tradition of sticking a $2 bill in their stockings, but they think that that is the funniest thing they've ever seen. And so when I started teaching them about money, one of the things that I did was take them to the Dollar Tree and let them pick something out and pay for it and include the tags and get the change using that $2 bill. So hands-on learning brings a money concept to life and it teaches them, you know, how to, how to create value in their money, what it means to let go of their money, how to count and make change. So that physical money is important. I talked about the savings jar a minute ago, but encourage them to set goals. And if you have a clear jar, one of the things that they can do is take a dry erase marker and write their goals on the side of that jar. Maybe they're not readers yet, so they can draw a picture on the jar. And when they're tempted to spend their money on something else, that's a reminder that, hey, this is my goal. Let them make money mistakes. Oh, this one's hard, isn't it? It's so hard. I don't want my kids to make mistakes. But sometimes you have to let them crash and burn financially when they're young so that they won't do it with credit card debt when they're in college. And that may mean letting them buy something at the store that you know is a piece of junk that's going to break, that's going to be a huge disappointment, and letting them learn in real time that sometimes we make financial mistakes and we spend our money on things that are disappointing and how to manage those disappointments and expectations because that's a life skill. Knowing how to manage your own disappointment and emotions is a lost life skill. How many emotionally immature adults do you know? And how many financially immature adults do you know? And I'm not blaming anyone's parents because we are all still in the thick of learning. I am too. I asked my husband last night, do you think I've gotten weirder? And he said, absolutely, 100%. He did not even take time to think about the question. So we're all still learning and growing. But if we can get a hold of those unmet, unmanaged expectations when we're young, I feel like life will be easier. Give your kids some responsibilities. And what I mean by that is when I was in high school, one of the things that my parents started to do was teaching me how to budget and grocery shop and meal plan because they knew you're going to go off to college. We're not going to be here to help you. This is something that you need to do. And so my mom would give me a list and then some open ideas. So she would say, this is what I need, but also this is what we have going on this week. So I want you to make a little meal plan. Here's my grocery money. And then she would send me to Winn-Dixie and I would have to follow the grocery budget, and I was really good. I figured out those price per ounces and the store brands very quickly, and I would, and when I say meal plan, it was like one meal a week, and I would have to buy the groceries for it, cook it, plan it, all of those things, and that really did help me when I got to college. I, w I made a ton of money mistakes. As you guys know, you don't end up in a bunch of debt without making money mistakes, 
but I did, I was able to feed myself, grocery shop, and not be completely lost at the grocery store. So that was something that I was able to do on my own because my mom had really spent all of that time teaching me. So giving them opportunities to budget, save, and maybe invest a little bit. So if your child is working, if they have a job, earned income, you can do a custodial Roth IRA. And so what that means is you're going to invest their post-tax money, that is money that they've already paid taxes on, into a Roth IRA and invest it for them and it will grow tax-free. But the caveat is because it is a custodial, it means when they turn 18, they will have access to that money. But if you can start teaching them with their first job, hey, if you start investing now when you're younger, the less you're going to have to put in over your lifetime. Meaning if you start in your 30s or 40s, you're going to have to put in, you know, $850, $1,500 a month to catch up. But if you start in your teens, just a few hundred dollars a month will get you where you're going. And so that is a really cool concept for kids. My kids are too young to have earned income at this point, but we do have 529 accounts and those are college savings accounts that work much in the same way as a Roth IRA. It grows tax-free, but it can only be used for educational expenses. But sometimes I'll log in and I'll show them this is how your college account is doing. Now that's not their money. That's mom and daddy's money. We earned it and we put it into their education. And the great thing about a 529 is that you can use it for alternative forms of education too, like a training program, apprenticeship programs, that sort of thing. But it's, it's money that we've invested to make our lives easier when they pursue education. It's not their money. However, it is really cool for them to see like, hey, should you choose to pursue education, this is what's waiting for you and this is how that money is growing. Okay, so I'd love to know what you think. What are you doing to teach your kids about money? You can find me on Instagram at Lydia Sin, also at frugaldebtfreelife.com backslash podcast, where you will hear this and any episode that you might have missed. Thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out and I'll talk to you soon.